Hey, what's going on, guys? Today's episode is all about influencer marketing and outreaching and prospecting effectively and simplifying what could be very complicated of a process while not investing in enterprise-level softwares and spending a bunch of money before you start making any money back. I'm in Costa Rica, so I wanted to still do this episode because I think it's super important to connect you with Yash Chavan, who is the founder of GetSoral.com, which is an influencer marketing platform that allows you to prospect, search, outreach, track, pay, gift, everything you need to do with influencers to be profitable and successful long-term and to simplify it so that you don't have to work in sheets and that you're not using a bunch of different softwares, but you're not also paying 50 to 100K for an influencer marketing platform, which is sometimes typically the price you're going to pay for the same features and functionality. So we're going to get into a bunch of tactical things you can do to get into the influencer marketing world and how to be successful, but also how to streamline it using a software that is very inexpensive for what you get out of it. So let's get into today's episode. Welcome everyone to the Partner Up Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Viancor, a former introverted small towner who now adds value to businesses by sharing the most effective ways to grow and scale using affiliate and influencer partnership strategies. I'll share the lessons I've learned over the past 15 years while helping my clients generate more than 100 million in sales. We'll also dive into productivity hacks, mindset, and the newest trends from real case studies and expert interviews. You're just one partnership away from changing your business. So get ready, partner up, and profit. Let's get into it. All right. On today's podcast, I have my friend Yash Chavan, and we're going to be talking influencer stuff. We're going to be talking influencer platforms. So welcome, Yash, to the podcast. Excited to be here, Joey, and chatting with you. So yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about influencer stuff. I'm excited. You're like yep. the only guy that I know that's probably more versed in influencer marketing than I feel like I am some days. I've been watching your newsletters. I've been checking out your software. And I was just like, finally, somebody that gets it. <laughs> so I'm excited <laughs> to get into all that stuff today. But before we get into it, just what's something interesting about yourself that maybe not a lot of people know? That's something interesting. I love training MMA. I don't know if, if that's interesting, but I know that you were into bodybuilding. Joey, if I'm not wrong, I, yeah. I did my stalking. But yeah, I, I got into that, but then I fell in love with MMA. And I didn't know a lot of SaaS founders who, who are into martial arts, but I think it's a great discipline to have. So uh, it is. I like it. That's, yeah. that's, I love that. And it's either, usually it's martial arts or it's artistic, like music stuff as far as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Go. I've seen both sides of yeah. the equation. Yeah. That's cool. How long have you been in that for? Like how many years? About three, three years now. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yep. yep. I never did that, but I did do the bodybuilding because if you search my name, you're going to see like me and yeah, like underwear bikinis and also yeah. rep back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm a wide spectrum of characters, but that's cool. I mean, first off, you and I met with GetSoral, which we're going to talk about later, which is the software yeah. you guys use to prospect, get reach influencers and meet at a fraction of the cost as to what other companies are charging with all the same deliverabilities. Yep. But I really want to yes. talk through like why something like this is necessary and kind of build out that, you know, a history as to why I'm looking for something like this and who's probably characterized in the same place that I'm in, in the business and who should qualify for that. But walk us through MMA being one of your past things or current things. How did you get started in this industry? Because it seems like you've got a lot of knowledge in influence marketing. Yeah, kind of just fell into it by accident or by, is this quote that says necessity is the mother of all invention. So I, I, I started off in sales. So my career has been in sales. And then long story short, I was running my own agency. Primarily acquisition four or five years ago was primarily, you know, paid media. So Google and Facebook ads. But then when the whole privacy update happened and iOS 14.5, 
ads really started crashing 2021 around middle, middle of that so we really wanted to pivot into something else it was like okay where else do we drive track traffic from if facebook has stopped working right because that would mean killing the agency or pivoting so obviously we have we had to pivot so like fortunately somehow some of our brands that we were working with had a really great word of mouth say so, so they by default had you know people talking about them on socials for no commission no affiliate none of that right but they were just had good word of mouth so i was like there's already this behavior that exists how do we incentivize that behaviors to so their customers get them more customers and then that's how like yeah let's try influencer slash ambassador affiliate marketing and they just fell into that world and then we scaled programs to you know thousands of influencers for our clients and then we figured out that hey this is a it's very clunky and very messy so we had all of the makeshift kind of trello boards and notion systems in clickup and we tried a bunch of different things and then it was overwhelming because we had all of these things it was very people heavy very you know manual so i went into the market i was like there has to be software that that does this for us like this is too complicated somebody has to have figured this out and it turns out there was software and we all know there still exist those companies but then they were very expensive very complicated i didn't want to sign you know a $40000 annual contract with with someone for influencer software and train my team on it right so i was like hey let's just and there was nothing that was you know very smb friendly there was nothing that was month to month there weren't really that many free trials back when i was checking it out there was like hey there's this white space in the market where we could go and we already had our systems in notion and zapier and all these automations so i was like why don't i make this into a saas and that's how Saral was born so that's the origin story that's awesome cool you have a sales background also cool you've been in the trenches with Trello or Kanban and all these things yeah. so i think today's conversation to really you know qualify this is like you have to be sold first of all in influencer marketing you have to understand that it does work it's not yeah. that it doesn't work or not it's how do i manage this that's yes. the big thing especially as you start to scale influencers you start to see a break and yep. you know one of my famous quotes I say famous, it's just my quote, is that, you know, the system is more important than the software. So regardless of yeah. if Sorrel is yeah. awesome or not, your system yep. has to be great. And if your system's yes. not great, you're probably not ready to even invest in something like that yet. But for yep. those of you who are like, hey, I've got influencers, it's working, but like, I want to find more. I want to prospect better. I want to be organized, but I also don't want to pay, to your point, 50 to 100K a year and be locked into a contract. And most yeah. people, here's what happened. You sign up for something like that. And we all know the ones that are like enterprise level and it's like, yeah. they're going to promise you everything. You get in there and you're lost. You're like, you're, yes. like, you're totally overwhelmed. You're lost. And then yep. you spend like two to three months just churning kind of like, how do I do this? And imagine yep. the opportunity costs of that. So, yep. I mean, I think you need to understand what's in marketing. You need to have a system first and then you get into this uh, particular thing. But walk through as far as like, before we get into, you know, I, I want to talk about the features of Soral. And everything that's in there because I do think it's amazing and simple to use and everything you need at a, at a very bare level, meaning like it doesn't have the bells and whistles that, you know, you might get with some of the other ones. However, I know you guys are yep. building more stuff, but it's everything you need. But let's yep. walk through like influencer marketing, where it was and where do you think it's going in the next like one, two, five years? Yeah, I think fund i haven't i actually that i would just throw that question right by I know this is not my podcast i don't mean to hijack your podcast but i would actually throw that question back at you because i want to understand how it was you know because you've been doing this for what like a decade now longer how, how long has it been for you so we did we started with affiliates in 2015 with the company now by advertisers yeah. and then we moved to podcast advertising in 2018 which led to influencer nice. marketing around the same time yeah. 
So it was really only the past five years we've been, I mean, we've been deep into it. And I would say we're the trailblazers when it comes to coming from a traditional affiliate email marketing company Mm. to now branching Mm. off an omni-channel podcast, YouTube. And it's all kind of influencers. Like if you look at the big umbrella, I consider all that influencers, but traditional influencer marketing is like posting codes versus the podcast ad where you might have to sponsor it. So that's kind of the background we have. Correct. No, I think, and yeah, it'll be good to have like a breakdown of how you've seen the space change even in the last, you know, five to eight years. But I I would give you the why I think behind influencer marketing is, is my vision is that every consumer brand, if you're selling to consumers, you have to work with influencers. It's just as simple as that. Just like, for example, if you're a B2B company, you have to have a sales function almost, right? Like it's like, you can't be a B2B business and not have a sales department in a sense. You have to sell just like in a, just like on this, on similar lines. If you're a DTC brand, you have to have an influencer function because otherwise I don't even think at look at brands who are not working with influencers as brands anymore. I think because brand indicates trust, right? And then where is the trust right now? The trust is not on Facebook ads, it's not with paid media. And in fact, people hate ads. The trust is with the influencers, with the experts in your field. It's with the podcasters, with the bloggers, with the you know creators on TikTok that are making edutainment sort of content, right? So that's where all the trust is. If you want to build a brand, I think it's just building a brand is just synonymous with influencer now that like you have to work with influencers. And that's what, that's how I see influencer now is like you have to do all of these. And I like your umbrella concept of like, it's not just on about Instagram or TikTok, all these social media platforms. It's also podcasts. It's also bloggers. It's also certain, like some of our health brands also work with actual like clinics who recommend their products, right? So actual like physical doctor's offices, right? So influence, I like to think of it as influence, right? Where are your customers being influenced? And social media, yes, is one part of it. There's podcasts, there's newsletters, there's magazines, there's all these places that you should be at to truly build a brand. So yeah. Yeah. And that kind of, so I did a talk last December at this mastermind. And one of the quotes that I pulled was like, affiliates sell products, influencers build brands. And literally that is the difference is like affiliates can always monetize your business for yourself. I look at influencers as who has a face and who's actually known for the recommendation or who's being followed by somebody. And it doesn't have to be somebody with a million followers. It could be practitioners with a thousand followers who have a really engaged clientele. So I think Mm -hmm. you have to shift your focus on how you prospect and how you look at influencers and know that it's like, it's a holistic effect of it. Yeah. So the way I look at it is like, it's not Facebook advertising or influencers. It's both because they feed each other. There's a blended cost per acquisition of a customer you should be looking at as a whole for your entire company. So if you start to look at only influencers and only Facebook ads, a Facebook ad return on ad spend is going to be typically higher than an influencer return, but they feed each other. All ships rise. But there yeah. is a way to monetize influencers. It's not to say that, because like a lot of people, a lot of agencies, what they give, I've gotten is like, well, it's a brand awareness. Your brand's going to grow. And it's like, what does that mean? Mm. Like, so I do measure things and there's ways yeah. to do that, yeah. you know, like link yeah. tracking, coupon code tracking, combining data. But yeah, I'm glad to hear that. But as far as like, you know, where you see it going is really, if you want to become a brand, you have to start to do influencers. It has to be part of the yeah. holistic system. Where do you think people get influencer marketing wrong? Like, what are they doing? And like, you know, from the outside in, maybe even if they're using your software wrong way or prospecting the wrong way, I just want to hear like the fundamental flaws. Yeah, I think one of the, there's so many things that come to mind, but one of the very basic things is they focus on, they almost straight in, because most 
DTC brands, they start off with, with Facebook ads, right? That's the easiest way to get traffic when you're new. They almost bring this paid media mentality to influencers. They're like, okay, I work with this influencer. I'm going to pay them $200 and they have to generate $400 in sales. Otherwise, influencer marketing does not work. They always bring this like very, I like to say, transactional mindset to influencer, but it doesn't work. I think it's just that, the, I like to say that the physics of the channel is different. Like it doesn't work in the same way that paid media does. It's a different soul altogether. So you have to nurture it. You have to build relationships with influencers, which is what I see most new brands that don't necessarily have the fundamentals right they tend to treat it almost as a transaction i'll pay for something i'll get something back instantly as a channel but influencer is a longer game right you have to commit to it for at least three to six months when you if you're starting out to see some of that initial traction and results to to compound and start coming that's one of the one of the things that that comes to mind on the very basic level i think folk if you avoid making transactions focus on building relationships and i think that will compound into something meaningful for you in three to six months. And that's different than what people are used to because like they just want to be able to turn on an ad tomorrow and it's like I yes. get a, I put a buck in, I get two bucks out tomorrow, I'm good. Yep. And again, that still yep. exists. But in, in tandem, you need to change your perspective of how you look at this new channel. That's a yes. longer like plant the seeds, the garden grows and then you can steep, yep. you know, you got to weed the garden, you got to <laughs> go and pick the fruits yeah. or whatever the vegetables. Yep. But it is a relationship yep. business. It's not transactional yep. so much. And I would say transactional is actually, if I were to predict where it's going to go down, rates are going up. The people yep. that are putting the rates up are transactional in nature, meaning yep. they're not tied to your brand. They're not super fans. Right. They don't care about right. the performance necessarily. So right. let's talk about the number one question on everyone's mind is how do you strike mm-hmm. good deals provided that you're treating this like you're nurturing them, you're paying attention, you care about them. First off, how do you prospect people that like would be a genuine fit for your brand? Like, what are you looking for? What are like telltale signs to say, mm, that's a good influencer or that's maybe not a good like influencer for my business? Yeah, I like to think about, think about it from a values perspective first. So obviously there's the basics, right? So make sure you have a certain engagement rate, make sure that you're using the right hashtag and so on. But usually like fundam- on the very core level, if there is no philosophical alignment or a values alignment, then they're not a good influencer. So for example... And this actually happened. So there was this skincare brand that we were working with. And they were like this, or like a minimal holistic organic skincare brand. And they worked with an influencer. And then they, they posted about the brand and so on. And then a couple of weeks later, the same influencer posted about a makeup company. Now, are those, it's still skincare. Like it, it's in a way beauty, right? It's the same industry. But organic minimalistic skincare is different from, you know, applying tons of makeup on your face, right? Both have their places. Both are right. There's no values judgment here. But if you're an organic skincare company, make sure you work with influencers who care about, you know, natural skincare, looking good naturally as opposed to, you know, putting on makeup. So that that example kind of illustrates what I look for in influencers is I would look for, you know, their past collaborations. See, even if they haven't done any collaboration, see what they post about, see how they think about certain topics or certain values that, that you care about, right? If you're a, let's say, for example, you're a, vegan fitness company don't post about somebody who don't work with somebody who you know posts about eating chicken breast all day right like it's just it doesn't fit fundamentally even though they're into fitness don't work with them so i think there has to be this values alignment that you need to check first as a very fundamental basis and then there's the usual you know 101 tips of you know make sure you use the right hashtags make sure they hit a certain engagement rate and you know location and so on so yeah yeah, I, I like that. And I refer to it as like an affinity brand. So you don't want like yeah. five makeup companies involved in this person's world. You want one per category. 
So, yeah. you know, if it's somebody who values like eco-friendly, well, they're valuing an eco-friendly supplement for their sleep, an eco-friendly product for their face, but they're not yeah. advertising for five because then yeah. it's like, yeah, which one do I pick? There's guys recommend yeah. me all these different types. But something yeah. else you mentioned that I think it's worthwhile. I always ask people like, what's your objective with influencers? And most people say it's, it's sales, but it could also be UGC content for Facebook ads. So just yep. know that we're talking two different worlds here. I think that yep. like to hire an actor, I don't call these influencers anymore. These are just literally actors yeah, for hire. Just you can go and get the yeah. transactional, <laughs> say what I want you to say, yeah. say the script, yeah. and I'm going to use it in an ad. This is, yep. that's not influencer marketing. And as far as I'm concerned, it, it's a form of it, but it's more of like just a marketing play in general. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a really important thing to note because as we segue to the next question I have for you, this is where it c- becomes very uh, difficult and challenging for companies. Because first off, they don't know what to pay an influencer. Even if it is somebody aligned with values, they might still want a flat rate. They might want a CPM that mm. it's like, is that comparable to my Facebook CPMs? And, and how do I d- determine if it's good or bad? Before we get into the episode, make sure to visit partnerupprofits.com to get access to my library of systems, tools, templates, and courses to help you and your teams level up in affiliate and influencer marketing strategies. The Bootstrapper's Guide to Influencer Marketing is the go-to resource for making sense of how to profitably start, build, and scale an influencer marketing program. And it's got over two hours of free video lessons along with a resource guide. And I'm constantly adding new things to make your life easier with plug-and-play tools and templates. And it doesn't stop at influencer marketing. So if you like done-for-you systems and free stuff, then be sure to go to partnerupprofits.com and join the community today. So maybe we start there as far as like what price ranges do you see for influencers and what they're charging? Now let's talk about how we can negotiate better terms longer term. Yeah, usually, I think, I mean, in prices that influencers quote are out of the world, right? So like there's no regulation, there's no rules around that. It could be $2,000 for an Instagram reel, right? There is no, there's no set definition there. But the way we like to think about it is I have this concept that I share with my brands called the influencer offer, right? So you have to, it's like the godfather, you have to make them an offer they cannot refuse. So how do you give them something that they would, that would compel them to work with you as opposed to your competitors or another brand that has reached out to them? So I like to break it down into three parts, the offer. The first part is the incentive for the creator. The second part is an incentive or an offer for their fans who would buy from you. And the third and final part is like, how can you sweeten the deal? So to give you an example of each of these, an incentive for the creator could be if you're doing affiliate percentage commission on the sale, an incentive could also be a flat fee, right? So an an incentive could be a free product. And depending on the incentive, the strategy differs. So if it's a free product, then it's like the seeding gifting strategy. If it's flat fees as the incentive, then it's the traditional kind of paid influencer. If it's percentage, then it's maybe affiliate ambassador, those sort of channels. Incentive can also be equity. And then those are like more advanced sort of deeper deals that you would do with creators. So that's the incentive for the creators. Figure out what you can offer if you have the budget, allocate some budget and maybe do some paid offers. If you don't have the budget or maybe you want to stick to doing affiliate, have a percentage, which is usually what we recommend brands start with is like just assign a, a percentage commission. Then do a, some sort of an offer for their fan. It, it can be a discount. It can also be a buy one, get one. Something like some sort of a special offer. It could be a special bundle. It could be personalized, you know, like products, anything, right? So it doesn't have most brands default to discounts. And that's good because it, it makes things easier to track. But you, if you don't want to do discounts, there's other ways you can incentivize people to buy from that influencer's link. So that's the second part. And the third part is how do you sweeten the deal? So everybody is looking for 
like a community to belong to, some sort of an identity. So I always like to share this example. Gymshark doesn't call their affiliates, calls them athletes. There's a reason for them that they are still, they are affiliates, right? In the core sense of it, but they give them an identity, right? So you're now a Gymshark athlete. So that is a pork of being part of their Gymshark athlete program. Sephora calls it Sephora squad, right? Essentially, it's just affiliate. Or people want to be associated. People want that hashtag. There's literally videos on YouTube. You can search for how do you become a Gymshark athlete? And then there's like, a, how do you apply? And so on. So people are want to be part of that community. So if you give them some sort of a label that they can identify with beyond your brand, like so even if Gymshark did not exist, those people are still athletes, right? Like they're training, they're working out, they're athletes. They're giving them that label. So if you give them some sort of a label, some sort of a, how do you sweeten the deal like that? And you package this offer and reach out to your ideal creators, you're going to get a lot of interest. Yeah. Those are great. I mean, those three things I think are very powerful for anybody to start implementing and understanding, like as a starting point, to your point, like we call ours the bio family. That's, you know, yeah. we still call them influencers, but I don't, I don't call that when I'm on a call with them or in, on the front of house. Yeah. It's like the, you're part of the bio family, you're the yeah. bio ambassador yeah. group. And the other thing too, regarding pricing, because people will still ask like, no, but seriously, how much should I pay them? I think there's two things. One, you have to test. You know, you're going to throw some spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks or what falls off. And you have to like measure the data. That's, I mean, that's just marketing 101 or like business 101, anything 101 really. Like, how does this work? What am I getting the feedback? Because what works for someone else may not work for you. So there's that component, but that's scary, I guess. But the relevant thing is understand your business starting point. How much are you willing? What's your, I always like to do an investment Odd, kind of an investor audit. Like, you know, what level mm-hmm. investor are you? Well, you know, I just mm-hmm. want to get started. Okay, well, don't go and start paying people for posts. Like, limit your scope yeah. to maybe people with X amount of followers and less. Typically yeah. for us, it's like 5,000 or less. They'll want more of an affiliate commission share. But like, you're not ready to go after like a 500,000 follower person unless mm-hmm. they truly love your stuff. So understand yep. that you can make different offers for different people as you're prospecting, your system should change and your pricing should change okay. and your strategy. One other yep. thing too that we've found effective is you have to have an abundance mentality instead of a scarcity. Like I, I gave them a bottle. What is it? I would prefer giving products all day long in exchange for posts yep. rather than cash yep. because cogs are a yeah. lot less than cash. But I love the fast action stuff too. It's like, hey, if you post this within like seven days of receiving it, we're also going to give you the next free bottle of the next product or the similar yep. product. And then, yep. you know, if you can give them journeys depending on your product line. But like, what's the challenge? What's the 30-day journey look like too? We've done sleep Mm. challenges. We've done like, you know, kind of 30-day makeovers where the product Mm. ties to a benefit and it's a limited, like, you know, journey window. Those are just a couple extra things. But yeah, what's your, I want to hear a little bit deeper on the deal negotiation strategy. So you've got somebody that you really love, you know, it'd be a perfect ambassador, but they still don't know, like, or trust you yet. And it's like, listen, Mm -hmm. here's my rate card. Just check this out. What are mm-hmm. others deeper strategies to get them to take more of a commission-based deal? Like, you know, and yep. provide you got to work for this, but like, have you noticed any tactics, uh, strategies from companies or people? Yeah. yeah, I would, usually what we do is we just get their address and we would just ship them product. So we would say, great that that's your rate card. I get it. I just want to send you the free, one of our products or sample packs and see if you like it first before we try to negotiate here. Because understand that, they don't know you unless you're a large brand, right? Like unless you're like the top five brands in your niche, very likely they don't, they haven't ever heard of you. So they would, you likely take a, the influencer is very likely going to take a transactional approach with you, but you need to take, you need to 
like come in with the relationships mindset, right? So they would slap a rate card, but then you need to say, okay, great. We're happy to honor that fee, but let me send you a free product. You test it out first. If you like it, then we can talk money and offers and so on. And in most cases, we've seen influencers accept free products, especially if we say that there is nothing we expect. Like, okay, if you don't like it, we don't have to work together, right? So you have that, you know, nothing to lose sort of mentality. Just send free products selflessly, see what they say. And when they have your product things, and then some brands might think, okay, well, if I just send them free product, they're just going to get the free product and they're going to still slap the rate card. That does happen sometimes. But in most cases, what happens is they end if you're again, if you're assuming you're reaching out to the right type of people, they end up liking your product, your packaging, they like something about your brand, they're more likely to negotiate and come to terms with you, come to the terms that you want, as opposed to, you know, just slapping the rate card like they did. So take be patient with it. Send them free product first. Don't try to, you know, negotiate pricing and talk deal structures and so on before they even know what your brand is about or have tried your product and seen results with it. So that's one of the things that we do is like we always send free product first. Yeah. And you measure like how much should I send? Yeah. What's the ROI overall as a whole? Yeah. I mean, you can't just yeah. use one instance as like, oh, I'm never doing this again. I sent them a product that didn't yeah. post. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. it's a game in numbers. So yep. I, I want to, before we get into the software, I want to just highlight the fact that when we started doing influencer marketing, things exploded. I mean, we started with podcast advertising, which is typically a higher investment profile. Like, you know, it's mm. costly to get in the podcast ads. Yep. So it's not to say you have to start yep. there. But what happened was this organic growth. And we couldn't account for it with every influencer as far as being ROI positive. But we knew as yep. a whole, we were growing. And there were some cases, it was like a four or five X uh, return on ad spend. So, I mean, now it's like kind of turnkey autopilot to a certain degree. Like we still do newsletters. Yeah. We're still prospecting, finding new people. We're getting referrals from our recommended ambassadors, which is when you get to that level and you have them recommending you to friends, mm-hmm. it makes the process mm-hmm. so much easier. So like once you build that foundation, I mean, it's incredible what you can do with your business once you crack the code yeah. and you get through the pain, the pain phase. <laughs> pain phase yeah. sucks for a little bit, but yeah, part of getting through the pain phase is, I mean, I've gotten really good with cheats. Google Sheets, you know, mm-hmm. it's free. You can get mm-hmm. really good at filtering. And, mm-hmm. you know, I worked in there for the pr- better part of seven, eight years with influencers and podcasts. Now mm-hmm. we're at the level we want to kind of scale more and simplify and streamline a bit better. So yeah. now, you know, walk us through why a software is better than Sheets. I mean, for obvious reasons, what do you see the interface of like Soral, which is the software you guys have for influencer prospecting, outreaching, et cetera. But yeah, like, Kind of walk us through the pain points you're solving with the features in Soral. Yeah, I think sheets are, and this is probably not the best for business thing to say, but sheets are a great place to start, right? So if you just want to, I understand it's an investment, even if it's month to month, it's an investment, right? So as long as I just want people to commit to doing influencer marketing, right? Because like I said, I think I just fundamentally believe that if you want to build a brand 2024, 2025 and beyond, it has to be with influencers. Like there's no... Like you said, affiliates, what was your quote again? Affiliates sell products, influencers build build brands, right? That is just, it. yeah, 100%. So I believe that. So if you want to start with Sheets, start. I think Sheets are a great place to start. But as you scale, and if you're not as good as Joey is with Google Sheets, you'll start hitting the pain line. You know, once you have, you know, you know, 40, 50 active influencers, like, you know, you will probably have them in some sort of an affiliate tool separately organized there. You have all, all their links in a sheet. You don't know exactly when somebody's making a sale. Relationship management becomes difficult. You don't have full context on where everyone is. If somebody's going to post something in the future, what's happening? You don't have full context. That's when you start needing 
some sort of what I say, creator relationship management system, which is what Saral is. And there is more than that. So right, you have your sheet, but then you're having a manual process, which is very people heavy to go and find the creators that you then reach out to. And then how do you reach out? And that may be another manual process where you have a bunch of people sending emails, sending DMs, or using some sort of a separate old emailing sort of software or mass emailing software for that. Then you have your sheets for your relationship management. Then you have your affiliate software for your affiliate tracking and payments and so on. Then you have some sort of a UGC storage slash tracking platform to track when they actually post about you. So it all becomes a mess eventually to manage and becomes very people heavy. So you have to keep hiring people. And obviously that there is vulnerabilities to people, right? People make mistakes, might copy paste the wrong things, might not work, might not get done, right? Versus with it's a software like Saral, we consolidate literally all of these parts. So from sourcing, finding influencers to contacting them via email, to managing them in a CRM, to sending them an affiliate link, to shipping them a product through your store, to tracking the UGC, to sending the payment. All of that is within one platform. So it consolidates everything in one place about the influencer. All your communications with them are in one place. So that's why it's just better for scale. Once you get to a certain degree, you know, 30, 40, 50 influencers, just get on a on a platform like Saral to manage it all for you. Yeah, like I'm a Sheets guy. I love it. But to your point, some people look at it and they're like, I hate this sheet. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I get yeah. it. It's two different, you know. So what yours provided, it was like, it's a really simple interface. It's drag and drop technology. It interfaces with, I mean, all the top, I guess, e-com platforms like Shopify, everything that normal. Yeah. yeah, all those WooCommerce, things like that. It's very easy integration and gifting. And it kind of combines everything into one. So like, even though I've bootstrapped it for a long time and I teach bootstrapping for businesses looking to just start influencer marketing, when you're at the point where you have a good portfolio and you're like, this is getting harder to manage and I want to scale more. I want to start to like build more pockets of like this prospect versus this prospect. This becomes mm-hmm. very handy and less expensive overall because you're not having to yeah. have like five or six softwares. It's all kind of within one. Yeah. And it's not having you go and like navigate. Oh, I got to go to HubSpot. I got to go here. I got to go there. So I really like the simplification of it. And, you know, I look at partnerships and kind of, well, four or five phases. If you separate nurturing from outreach, then it's kind of two phases. But I look at nurturing and outreach and prospecting within phase one. So you can prospect with Sorrel. I really like the prospecting features, how you can do lookalike audiences, affinity brands, see who's mentioning other people. And you can do this, again, manually. But the fact that it's like supercharged in the software Mm -hmm. is really cool. Second phase for me is the actual and you know like deal making so again you're doing all this within the software you're gifting people you're organizing like you know the threads as far as what you're paying them and you're keeping up with the you know you can basically log in each day have someone on your team look at it and say okay it's like an asana board or kind of a monday.com kanban style left to right column so that's really easy and then it's promotion phase phase three which is again you're looking at data you're looking at performance analytics and then phase four for me is the ascension the scaling which is Mm -hmm. the fun part Ascension is mm. like, it's going well. Let's do more. Let's lock them in for mm. longer term. Let's make better mm. deal structures. Let's get them onto an organic newsletter, evergreen campaigns. And like, you know, let's now make them super fans to the point that they're recommending yep. friends. And then once yep. you're there, you just keep doing that process. So now, okay, so let's elephant in the room, competitive advantage, mm. obviously price. <laughs> like yours mm. compared to others is like, there's a night yep. and day difference. Yep. What potential features are not included with yours whether they need it or not, maybe just separate mm. like, or maybe it's comparable and they're just very overpriced, mm. which is kind of my first mm. assumption, not talking bad about anybody, but I think it's like yeah. the wild, wild west out there for pricing right now. 
Yeah, I think so. Just to do justice to my my competitors, right? They all of these platforms started in 2013, 2015, 2016. Usually back then, it was mostly the bigger, larger brands that were doing influencer marketing. They had million dollar budgets for influencer marketing. For them, paying 50 to 100K for software was, you know, fine because it's a part of their budget. They just do it. Now the market has evolved. And the fact these companies have built their businesses on that model, all of that one, they can't just change it overnight. They can't do months to months. They can't do free trials, right? They're stuck there. And that's fine, right? That's their model, right? And in terms of, to answer your question, so just, you know, that's why they're priced that way. It's priced for the old world, but now it's the new world. Now it's every brand wants to be an actual brand, wants to work with their own unique set of influencers or ambassadors. And that's the behavior that we want to enable. And I think to enable that, our features are pretty comparable. I'd say one of our main I don't think we are like competing on technology anymore. I think technology is just like, you can build anything in six months. I don't think it's, you know, that complicated. We differentiate with our UX primarily, very simple to use. Onboarding is easy. Like I've had brands that have used competitors, took them like two to three months to, you know, get onboarded to those platforms. It's all they do it in a week. So it's that simple and easy to use because again, it's the, you made a really good point early on about the system being important than the software. And with Saral, essentially what we did was we took the system that we had at the agency with like Notion and Zapier and all, all these automations and we turned it into software. So it's almost very like a natural extension if somebody's already used to the process. They just know, okay, it's like very step-by-step, easy to use. So UX is a differentiator. Business model is a differentiator for us. So we don't do annual contracts. I mean, we don't enforce annual contracts. We do have an annual option if somebody wants to opt for it, but we are primarily month to month and it's a free trial. So anybody could come in, sign up, test it out. If you don't like it, don't pay for it. If you like it, continue paying for it month to month. Pause it anytime you want. If you, you know, for some reason, if you want to pause it in say December or something like that. We're very, you know, liberal with uh, with those things. Our customer support and success team is really good. They'll follow up with you. They'll make sure that you're getting value out of it and so on. We're like iterating fast with feedback, which is large with these larger competitors can't. So our differentiators are more almost on the softer on the software side of things, which really matter nowadays because the features are all there and it's consolidated. So I think a lot of brands are, are finding value instead of all just being all in one. They don't want to have like four or five different platforms, one for search, one for outreach, one for tracking, one for uh, reporting and UGC and so on. They just, it's just all in one. So that's also value because it's just consolidating everything. It's the bundling of these like five different influencer apps in one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, competitive advantage, definitely price, simplicity, and education. Like, I, I've watched your videos. You've got a very in-depth tutorial yeah. of, like, here's what you do first step, <laughs> second step. And other softwares, I've asked. I'm like, can I pay you guys to train us? And it's like, we don't actually offer yeah. that, but we do, but it's an extra yeah. 6K. I'm like, I yeah. just, I'm like, how do I get this to work with that? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was a long learning curve to the point where it's, like, two, three months in, and we're like, actually, we're not getting used out of this. And then there was a whole other thing with APIs going down and, Anyway, yeah. so a whole different story yeah. happening there. But yeah. you mentioned free trial. Obviously, I'm, I'm a fan of Get Sorrel, and Yash hooked us up with an extra seven-day extension to his usual seven-day trial. So yep. yeah, just walk us through how they can find out more about this and what the next steps are. Yes. So if anybody wants to sign up, they're curious, is we offer a free trial. Just go to getsaral.com, G-E-T-S-A-R-A-L, and sign up for the free trial. Message us, tell us. There's a support chat in the bottom right. Team is pretty active there. Tell us that Joey sent you, that you heard this podcast, and we'll set up a, we'll do a first off, we'll do a personalized onboarding with you to make sure that you get value from the platform. 
and we'll extend your, we'll double your trial. So you get two weeks of free access, use it, get value from it, and then decide if you want to continue. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing that for everyone listening today. And it's a free trial. So literally have nothing to lose. Try it out. Go get your hands dirty. Take some tutorials. If anything, you're going to learn a yeah. lot from Yash. He's a wealth of knowledge and like, you know, how to handle influencers. Somebody I actually look to is like a knowledgeable guy now. <laughs> you know, I, I read your newsletters. You got a great newsletter system as well that I'm, I'm part of now. So yeah, definitely going to be continuing to do yeah. some uh, case studies on the software myself. I've already given Yash some feedback yeah. on like some things I'd like. And he's been taking the feedback and improving it, you know, with his team instantly. So that's something else that, you know, as a, you know, it's like you guys are not a startup, but you're definitely in the beginning phases of like really ramping this up. Yeah. The features you have are incredible, but the fact that you're insta acting on things that the customer is asking for is also incredible. So yeah, getsoral.com, mention the podcast, get the extra seven day extension. And yeah, man, I'm looking forward to see where the business goes from here on in. We've reached the end of the formal part of the interview. Now we get into the personal yeah. side a little bit. I okay. do a quick fire Easy. round, okay, of questions. I just like sure. to know the person I'm interviewing a little bit more, especially because if we don't have a lot of history, you know, like some people mm. I've known for 10 years, this is a good opportunity yeah. for me to, you know, exploit this <laughs> as far yeah. as I can, I can do it. So yep. partner up profits <clears throat> power question. This is a question I ask all my guests and I'm looking to build a playbook on like the top connection strategies on building better relationships, connecting better, or getting your foot in the door, or getting your call answered. Just something like unique. And you know, some people said Loom videos, some people said personalized yeah. gifts. Is there something that you've done that's original or something has been done to you that has got your attention? Yeah, I've definitely got attention with Loom videos. So I would recommend that. I mean, not there's a lot of apps nowadays that try, that are trying to... There's a lot of AI. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm a little bit Ted Kaczynski about this. <laughs> I'm not, not necessarily a fan of all the AI doom and gloom in the sales world, especially like I said, I have a sales background. So definitely got in a lot of attention with personalized loom videos, you know, short two to three minute video, record a video with their website, be scrappy with it. And I think that is the best way you could send 50 emails in a week and get, you know, 15 people to get back to you as opposed to sending, you know, a thousand emails and getting two people to respond because you use some AI thing. So I think Avoid using AI, just personalize with videos. I think I have done that and I continue to do that and get people to respond. So yeah. Okay. I'm going to push you further though, because I, I need okay. to get something more unique. So how do you apply it to influencers? Could like, is there a difference in like traditional affiliates versus influencers, like their attention span smaller or like through the platform? Is there a way to get them to click the link that they trusted? Just anything tactically that you can apply to your particular software maybe? Yeah. So we do have a we're actually hesitant to make an AI first line writer for influencer for this exact reason why we mentioned, but we are getting requests for that. The way I recommend brands do it is they almost bulk personalize their lists. So I recommend running very specific searches on Saral. So on Saral, you can actually search for, let's say, vegan and skincare. And it'll show you vegan people who care about skincare, for example, right? And then you can write a personal line about really appreciate how how you take care of your skin while being vegan or how you prioritize your vegan principles while while taking care of your skin or whatever, right? So write a personal line like that. Now it's per, and you can find, you know, 50 to 100 creators like this, add them to a list in Saral. Just have this one line that is for that campaign and it's personal to them and everybody thinks it's personal to them individually, but you just personalized for the list because you have a very specific search criteria on Saral. So that's like a hack, quick little hack that we use is to almost like bulk personalized without actually visiting every single influencer's profile yourself and writing something from their post because after a point it becomes 
Because influencers work with scale, and after a point, it becomes you know end of over optimizing if you personalize too much. So yeah, yeah, got it. Okay, so next is ten questions. They have nothing to do with business for the most part, <laughs> and you got to okay. be quick. It has to be the first thing that pops into mind. I'm going to challenge you okay. if I see you thinking. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's do All right. it. Favorite food? Uh, butter chicken. Best memory? First thing that pops up. I went to train. I, speaking of MMA, this is what comes. I went to train at the American Kickboxing Academy in Goa. Best month I spent. So yeah. Nice. Okay. If you had another go around in this world, new lifetime, what else would you be doing if you're starting over? I would probably just be in business, man. I, I love business. I don't know what else I could. I, maybe athlete, fighter, something like that. But I just like business. Uh, yeah. Some sort okay. of a, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's good. Yeah. That's what you're doing already. What's you love? Yep. So, yeah. okay, for business then, what's a productivity hack you've implemented that's been the best in your business? Yeah, wake up early and have focused hours early in the morning without calls, without messages, email, any of that. I think it's very simple, but it works. So get your most, I think just get your most, you know, top two, three priorities done before, you know, 12 noon or something. And then you should be good for, you could, you know, piss off for the rest of the day and, <laughs> and, and nobody cares. So, yeah. Dude, I was so thinking like when I started the podcast, is it productivity or is it partnerships? Because I love productivity and I could talk forever yeah. about like those fundamentals, yeah. simple things. Yeah. You might not want to retire. Most business people don't because they love what they're doing. But when you're older, in your traditional retirement years, what do you see yourself yeah. doing? Yeah, I, don't, I haven't thought of it. I don't want to retire, but I see myself. I definitely want to ride horses and fly planes when I have more time. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be learning those two things. So yeah. That's awesome. I love the, I love the wide spectrum of things. <laughs> um, you know, do you have a book that changed your life? Relentless by Tim Grover. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to download that next time. Yes. Very philosophical and deep, but what do you want to be remembered for? Based on the theme we are, we have going right now, I want to be remembered for being a, 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 a skilled business operator. I want to be, uh, I want to be, I want to be able to go into any, business i want to be able to turn it around analyze it and do good good with it yeah love that and the point of the podcast is also to turn it back on on you the person being interviewed because i want people to be able to rhyme these off these are really important questions that i ask myself and if Mm -hmm. if there's any you're stumbling with it's like oh you know what Mm -hmm. i'm going to think on that a little bit more so i'm trying to give back as well as learn a little bit so kind of a selfish thing to do i know (laughs) yeah no no it makes sense i'm loving the questions all right we have three questions left what's one skill that you'd recommend developing as early on in life as possible uh self-defense martial arts i think more because we live in i don't think anybody's the probability of you being attacked in the street is pretty low nowadays but i think the discipline that it gives you is, is is worth everything so yeah yeah I, I like that the way you look at it it's like it's more the discipline rather than like i want to fight people it's like the yeah. discipline trans transcends to other areas in your life so that's Correct. a good one Correct. um yes. we're meeting back up maybe one day in person or just on zoom again in a year from today what are we celebrating we are celebrating all the money that the brands have made with their influencer programs on Saral. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. All right. What's a bucket list item? Something that you've been wanting to do, you've been putting off, but you're like, I got to do that before the end. I want to learn how to fly a plane. Fly a plane? I don't know. Yeah, yes, I want to fly planes. There you go. <laughs> fly planes, riding horses. Yes. <laughs> Man of many talents. <laughs> Yashvan, thank you so yes. much for being on the podcast today. Everyone listening, go to getsaral, S-A-R-A-L.com. 
get a 14-day trial instead of a seven-day. And you're probably going to love it to the point you're going to want to invest in it. And it's much lower than any other enterprise software out there. And it does everything comparable to it. I've done my homework on this. Trust me. Like, you know, (laughs) my career is making sure that my clients invest properly. And I've got the bootstrappers in my heart and in my mind all the time. So, Yash, thank you so much again for coming. Any last words? No, Joey, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate the the kind words. I appreciate you working with us on on making the software better. So, yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Hopefully you got a lot from this episode. And as always, check out partnerprofits.com as well to find out more about how to create the system for the software. But this is definitely my trusted partner for, you know, getting started as a bootstrapper and really getting a lot of use out of something that you're going to save a lot of money and create a system around a software too. So until next time, we'll see you then. All right, just before you go, make sure to visit partnerupprofits.com. Sign up to the weekly newsletter to get the latest trends and updates on partnership marketing strategies that include affiliates and influencers. I promise it won't be boring, it'll be worth it, and you'll get notified when new episodes go live, and you'll also get instant access to any new tools that I build and add to the Partner Up Profits collection. Be sure to check it out often as I'm adding new things all the time. Go to partnerupprofits.com today. That's all we've got for this Partner Up Profits podcast episode. As always, I hope you leave here today with one new idea that you can apply to your life and business. I'd be forever grateful to you for leaving a review of this episode. And if you like it, rate it a five or give it a thumbs up and just leave a quick comment in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at partnerupprofits.com on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you're just one partnership away from changing your business. Let others do the selling for you and get ready to partner up and profit.